0: Amitators episode 226. I think I'm going to call this one Around the Bend, and that's because I just booked my first stand-up tour up to Bend, Oregon. Um, it's pretty awesome. I'm going to be doing two nights in a theater, and I guess the theater seats 120 people And, uh, the person who booked it, it, like, has, hasn't had trouble in the past filling it before, and it's going to be paid, and I'm going to be put up in a cool place, and, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to try and hit up a couple places along the way. (coughs) Whoa hit up a couple places along the way, and um, then maybe try and extend it after the 25th and 26th. May 25th and 26th. If I have any listeners, any yamitators in Oregon, in or around Bend, Oregon, come out to the show. Because this episode is coming out tomorrow, which I'm recording it the day before. So if you're listening to this on Friday... Then it's Thursday right now. Spoiler alert. <coughs> um, yeah, come to the show. Um, it's I'm calling it Duplex Comedy Suplex, the Lyme Disease Awareness Tour, and you can find it hashtag Duplex Comedy Suplex, but also hashtag the Lyme Disease Awareness Tour, and hashtag DCSVLDAT L D A T. Shortening it up, um, just like Yamatat. But yeah, I booked this tour, and um, <clears throat> it's gonna be really awesome. I I was initially gonna try and have some fellow comedians uh, come with me, and there was gonna be like four of us, and there's probably gonna be like a road trip vibe, and that's dope. But you know, people are busy, and I started asking, like a month, maybe a couple months ago, a few months ago. Anyway, no one's able to go, and some people thought they might be able to go, and then they can't. And it's just the way it is, you know. Because we're all busy. We all have stuff, and it all coincides with everyone else. Whoa. I'm just gonna swipe that notification away. Gonna turn my brightness down to minimal. Uh, Sorry about the burps. I had some leftover macaroni and cheese, macaroni and cheese and bacon. And there's like Gruyere cheese, and, um, I think there's, like, onions in it. My friend Ronnie, um, came to the arcade yesterday, we hung out a little bit, and we talked about, uh, the script I wrote, uh, the new pilot I wrote, but then we also talked about another show, um... So, you know, things are in motion. Things, things can start happening. And I booked this tour and I'm really excited about it. And I'm going to, I'm going to inundate the internet with notices about it. Not every, not all the time, every day, but probably every day I should, you know, just keep people aware. And hopefully I can get some venues or some people who have shows to have me on their shows on the way, on the way up to Bend. So, <laughs> it's literally my body trying to breathe <sighs> with food that's just like, you know, not not swallowing down all the way because Lyme disease that's going to be a big part of this tour is Lyme disease awareness tour duplex comedy suplex because a lot of people don't know what it is and then I tell them and then they get bummed out because they just don't want to think about sad things and I'm like don't don't get bummed out when I tell you I have Lyme disease because I've already I've already done the bumming out for all of us, and I I realize that it sucks. I know that I need to heal up. I have medical, but it hasn't been enough to like hook me up to a fucking IV for a long time until I heal up. <clears throat> It's because insurance is owned by corporations, and corporations only care about making money. And so then I'm stuck in the middle between um, an invisible disability and a hard place. Because I'm weak all the time. And I was was playing... Oh yeah, I was also maybe going to call this episode Robotron. 2084 but i'm calling it around the bend because i'm talking about my tour which is pretty soon like a couple weeks and then i'll start my journey up the coast in my shitty ass car with all my belongings in it maybe i'll oh fuck i was gonna say maybe i'll uh Unload some of my belongings before I go. Where? Where will I do that? Me. <coughs> in storage? I don't fucking think so. Um, I do need to try and maybe... Fuck. Get my car registered current before I go. Because if I got a ticket in another state and they're like, Yo, your plates are late, then I'd be like, yo, fucking come on. <laughs> I'm going to stand up. I'm on my own. Just want to tour the country, make people laugh, hopefully make people happy. Maybe educate them a little bit on Lyme disease in the process. <clears throat> but that would suck if they're like, nope, sorry, you're fucked. Here's the ticket. But- Damn um, DCS the Dat. I, I did call a previous episode DCS the Dat, and, I, I mean, if you weren't, if you're not caught up, if you're just jumping into the podcast now, go ahead and take a listen to that, because things have changed, but not by that much. Like, it's still a paid tour, so I'm gonna go up there for two nights. It's in a theater. And um, there's gonna be like improv games between my set and between my set. I, I bet maybe it'll be like I go I go on for like a half hour and then the games are a half hour. I don't know. I don't know exactly how the timing is gonna work out. But I do know that it's a paid gig and I'm getting put up In a nice place. And um. It sounds like I'm going to get. Treated well. Which is really cool. Because um. This is my first tour. And this will. Be like. It shouldn't be. But it will be. Because. The first is always. The thing you remember the most I guess. Um. I'll, like, judge. i like, judge other uh, tours that I have based on this one. Oh, man. I thought that was an emergency vehicle just using their siren to get through a red light. Anyone ever see that happen and then just go, what the fuck? Was there even an emergency? And then, if your argument is, yeah, but they save lives. It's like, Yeah, but motherfucker, if you are um, in charge of the law and you don't obey that law, then you're a piece of shit and you should be thrown in jail. I think I've already gone on about this on previous episodes. Let's go back to happier things. The tour. So um, Santa Maria. I would love to hit up a comedy spot in Santa Maria. Um, Ventura. uh, Maybe Lompoc. Let's see, um, ooh, San Luis Obispo. If anyone up there, San Francisco, San Jose, Oakland, um, Humboldt, because I'm going to be driving all the way up California in my shitty little car, and maybe, maybe I get a diagnosis before I go, because how much would that fucking suck if I was on my way for the tour, and then I'm like, oh, I just gotta get to the next city, oh no, my car's overheating, oh fuck, I need coolant, oh no, <clears throat> like, I think I have some radiator issues from this tiny fender bender, and I say tiny because I was slowing to a stop. I was going maybe five miles an hour, slowing down from seven or eight, and um, the car in front of me stopped suddenly, because they barely didn't see that people were crossing the crosswalk, and then I wasn't seeing the people crossing either, and then I noticed too late that he stopped, and then I stopped, but then... My car fucking bumped into his, and my car crunched a little bit, and his car was fine. And I took pictures of it all, um, just to, just to be like, yo, like if you, if you're gonna report this, then I have to have all of the, all of the pictures right fucking now, so that there's no exaggerations, so that you're not like. Elaborating later and being like, oh yeah, I totally fucking scuffed it up. Look at this, and this, and this, and fucking this. So I had to cover my ass because I bumped into his ass. His car's ass. (sighs) And, um... Yeah, so as a result of that bumping into his car, I can't open my hood unless... Someone else helps me, cause when I do the latch, my hood is like, what the fuck do you want from me? And I'm like, please open up, and the hatch is like, fuck you, fuck you, you bumped us into another car, did you expect this to go real far, sorry that you didn't do it. But you did it. <laughs> um, I I went to the dollar store today because I needed a pair of sunglasses. If I'm gonna go on tour, and I am, then I need, need sunglasses for when the sun is setting on on my left when I'm driving up north. When my left is west and the sun's going to be bright as hell. But I'll have these sunglasses that I got. And while I was there, I also got these um you know those handy snacks with the crackers and cheese. And then you have the little uh, plastic plastic knife thing that comes with it and then you spread the cheese onto the cracker and then eat it. I got that only the knife is an Oreo stick. And then the cheese is Oreo cream. And it looks fucking amazing. So I got, I got a, a box of those, $1.99, at the 99 cents only store. And, uh, which is so funny that 99 cents only store just has a couple things that are like, Uh, yeah, this is actually $1.99. And this over here is $4.99. So, uh... Yeah, I know we said 99 cents only, but maybe that's limited to uh the the cents attached to the dollar. It used to be everything in the whole fucking store was $1 and then or 99 cents. And then they started getting better items and they're like, "Well, people would pay 2 bucks for this. We paid a little bit more for it. Boom, 1.99." And I also got a, a bunch of bananas, which was 49 cents a pound. And then I got one of those um, Mountain Dew kickstarts at the original Mountain Dew flavor. And I haven't seen them in any gas stations or um, like grocery stores. And I think it's because they're just like... Uh, it doesn't taste amazing. It doesn't super taste like Mountain Dew. But it's just like, this one has, it's Mountain Dew with even more caffeine. It's an energy drink. Mountain Dew. And Mountain Dew Amp has that covered. Like, if you've ever had a, have Mountain Dew Amp, the green one or the red one, they're really good. And they've got shitload of sugar, but also taurine and all that other bullshit that energy drinks have, and they work, and this one's like, Mountain Dew Kickstart, Mountain Dew flavored, and I'm like, aw, it was okay, good thing I only paid a dollar for it, um, so yeah, I've got, I've got a bunch of, a bunch of stuff that I wanna, uh, work out on stage, <clears throat> hopefully hopefully some of my friends who run shows here in la will put me on their shows in the next two weeks just shoehorn me in there give me like four minutes five minutes tops but also if you want to give me like eight to ten minutes that would be dope uh (laughs) i know it's asking a lot but comedians ask a lot to ask the world to pay you to talk at them and and like hope that people laugh at you is a lot to ask. It's it's crazy. Like this career is insane and I fucking love it. Like I love I love that there's a career where where it's like, hey, it's not going to be stable all the time, but if you get jobs here and there, you can make it work. Also you might be able to write for TV. Also, you might be able to write movies. Also, you might be able to be in those movies and TV shows. <laughs> also, you can have a podcast like this one and do whatever the fuck you want. Record it in your car tent while you're homeless aka roofless. Um I got checked on Twitter earlier today by this account called Fuck Tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and I was like, first of all, great fucking name. Um, and then second of all, like, it, 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 I think it's, uh, an account of someone who is, like, doesn't have any kind of roof because they were talking about how, like, I have a car and I have locks and most homeless people out there do not have that. And, um... And then they were like, also, don't have a family that they could move back in with, even though they wouldn't smoke you up. And I'm like, whoa, they've been paying attention to my Twitter. Or maybe they, like, recently started checking out my tweets. But either way, it was like the the um, the tweet said something like, um, uh, Hey, if you have this solution to end homelessness, why don't you talk about it openly on Twitter? And then if someone makes it and steals it, then at least it'll help some people. And, and, um, I'm like, yeah, I understand that. But this idea that I have isn't just a fucking temporary solution. It's not, um... It's not something that I could trust any company with. It's like, I'm going to be at the helm of all of all of it when it goes down. When it starts, when the wheels start um, going in motion, when I get the Kickstarter or Indiegogo video up. Um, I have friends who've said they would help. And... I just have to get a, get a big enough, big enough voice or like enough, enough big voices to hear my idea and those voices to be like reputable and, and preferably funny as hell. Cause could you imagine the imitators if I got my idea in front of Sarah Silverman and then she was like, Whoa. This will save the planet. This will save the world from homelessness. Will you be on my show? Or let's talk to some other people that might get you on their show or even podcasts. Like, podcasts are the Wild Wild West, the new Wild Wild West, and they have been for the last, like, six or seven years. It was only in the last four year, four years maybe that maybe three years that uh, people started getting shows off of their podcasts like comedy bang bang is a show and they put it up on fuck what channel IFC I think I think it was on IFC but it's on Netflix now and it started out as a podcast where they do crazy characters and like all these different situations but then they also had an interview portion that could go off the rails but it was planned that anything could happen and like whatever and i'm not sure how much of it was written like i used to listen to it when it was comedy death ray and um i remember when they changed the name and i was like "Eh, comedy bang bang all right i liked death ray like comedy death ray like it 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 hits you so hard that you fucking die? It's pretty funny. Maybe that was, like, too close to the nerdist symbol. Which, the nerdist symbol, if you've seen it, it's, like, looks like a little asterisk. It's actually a laser. Like a laser. Laser from a laser gun. Um. And the shot is at the symbol. And now. It's interesting that Nerdist is its own thing, and Chris Hardwick sold it to. Fuck, I forget. <sighs> There's a company that owns it now. Uh. Lionsgate? Something. But, um. The company that owns it. If he were to have kept calling his podcast Nerdist and saying Nerdist, 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 then he was going to owe money every time, um, he mentioned it or posted something or posted something as Nerdist, because he was at Nerdist on Twitter for the longest time, and now he's like, alright, I'm at Chris Hardwick, like, or at Hardwick, I think it's just at Hardwick, he changed the podcast name to ID10T um, because it's a it's an IT code for someone who just doesn't know what the hell they're doing with with their technology, and also because he was going to have to pay every time he said nerdist or like brought up nerdist, which is crazy because he invented it, but he also sold it. So again podcast world is the wild wild west and uh oh swipe that notification away um so yeah uh podcasts oh i would love to tour with my podcast how fucking fun would that be if i was able to just go around and and then just talk like i do maybe bring someone up have a have a guest in each town. <sighs> Whoa, that was a really good burp. That that last one. You heard it. Did you hear that? <sighs> so part of um let's talk about a little bit talk about Lyme disease a little bit. So, um, a tick bit me. I got a rash. Didn't know what the hell the rash was. The rash was close to my crotch. And that's where the bite was. And so I was like, well, this is fucking weird. I'm going to see if this goes away. And then it went away, but it didn't go away. Because when the rash goes away, that's all the bacteria just spreading out into your body, infecting your body, having a fuck party within your body and affecting your muscles. And the way it affects your muscles is that it makes them weaker and weaker. And at a certain point I was walking with wobbly legs thinking that it was the weed that I smoked. And I was like, oh man, I am so high. And I I tried to tell people about it. I was like, you guys know how sometimes when you get like really high... Your legs will be like wobbly, like fucking just crazy wobbly legs. And then people were like, uh, maybe. (laughs) But I think the general consensus was fucking no. What are you fucking talking about? Because it wasn't the weed, it was the Lyme disease. And the fact that I was able to walk on my legs for as long as i did without a cane was probably because i was smoking weed and it was alleviating the pain so then i wasn't feeling as shitty but i was still feeling weird like my legs felt weird and then after a certain point my arms felt weird and then it was like okay also your gastrointestinal tract is fucked Good luck having a regular digestion life, shitting once a day, twice a day. It's not going to happen. It's going to take longer for the food to go through your system. Sometimes, while you're asleep, you'll toss and turn because the food is trying to make its way through your intestines. Think about that. Where your muscles don't work so on such a high level that your body is forced to turn and hope that the food keeps making its way through your digestive tract so that it can end up in your rectum, so that you can shit it out. <sighs> it's a lot. And then sometimes, like, sometimes the food just doesn't make it. And then and then you're like, well, guess I gotta eat more food so that I can... Push that food down with air, with other food, with soda. And, um. Oh, another aspect is, um. Swallowing is difficult. And it's because when people say down the hatch for drinking. There's actually two hatches. There's the pharynx and the larynx, and um together they. Well, okay. So what happens is your food goes down one hatch, and then it ends up at the bottom hatch, and then that bottom hatch is like, "Oh, food, huh?" boom, like, I'm opening up, letting you swallow all this food. So what happens when you have Lyme disease, and it gets advanced enough, is your food might go down the first hatch just fine, but then there's another hatch, and you have to, like, think about swallowing. Think physically about second hatch so that the food and the drink can make its way down. When people talk about washing washing it down, I need that now. Like I get that one hundred percent. And it's because my muscles are fucked up from the Lyme disease. I remember when my whatever the muscle is under your under your chin that's like connects to your neck. I remember the day when that one felt really weird, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is this? And it's not the same. I mean, I'm still in this weakened condition, and I'm I'm able and strong enough to get around, like... I can play video games for a little bit, but I'll end up sweating like profusely. It's because my body is like, yo, this is a lot of stress on these muscles that are barely working. You're doing a lot of work right now. We're gonna sweat. (laughs) I'm like, fucking cool. I'm sweating profusely, really heavily from playing this video game. Which, Robotron, 2084 is a pretty intense video game and there's a lot of movement that happens but the fact that i'm sitting and sweating means i'm weak as fuck i'm feeble as fuck i was maybe gonna call my first album feeble af and then i was like no living in the limelight It's a way better with l y m e light that's a way better uh album title Mm -hmm. and so that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna work on like trying to get this tour uh to as many dates as possible and then i'll probably hopefully record an album after the tour and, oh, man, I'm going to video, I'm going to video my sets on the 25th and 26th. And, like, I could, oh, what if I, well, I guess what I'd have to do is, because I'd get those sets, let's say I'm doing a half hour each night. Which is possibly generous, but maybe not. Like I could do a half hour. I could do forty-five minutes. I don't know that I could do an hour, but I could. Hell, what? <laughs> I could hell yeah try. That's what I was gonna say. <coughs> no, I think I could do an hour. I just have to put all the stuff in order. And then, would I look at my notes? Maybe. Yeah, probably. But, I've been doing stand-up for 10 years now, and I've got a general cadence that I could just keep talking on stage and hope that it comes out funny. And hopefully when I'm doing my special, it won't just be me talking and hoping it comes out funny. because. Stand-up has jokes, and I have jokes, but I also have stuff that I want to talk about where I'm like, I cannot fucking believe this company has this commercial. It's the dumbest fucking thing in the world. Here's the commercial. And um I named one of my previous episodes of this podcast Commercial Success, and I think I was... I think I was like going on about commercials but I could expand it out a lot where I'm just talking about and making fun of those commercials. I could do my I could do my Malcolm McDowell impression. I can bring it out at any point and then hopefully those listening will know who I am and then maybe they'll think it's funny. I uh. I'm going to get some, uh, I'm going to still be talking and recording, and I'm going to get some resin, and I'm going to smoke resin from my bong. In my bong? From my bong. (laughs) There's a lot of traffic on this road. Which is crazy because, like, there are two, there a stoplight on either end of the road, but it's a small road, and, um, the fact that there's so much traffic on it baffles me. The fact that there's people who race up and down this road, like, as fast as they fucking possibly can, baffles the fuck out of me. I'm like, oh... Do you know that this is a residential street? You were just going 40 miles an hour. What the fuck is your fucking problem? People will go even faster than that just to get to the end of the street. And then they're stopped at a stoplight. I'm like, cool. You're one of the dumbest people I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Because you just sped up to a red light. You fucking idiot. That's one of the dumbest... That's one of my biggest gripes about... Um, drivers is when they... It's not just drivers in LA, it's all drivers, like, everyone does this, and driving in LA makes you a more defensive driver, but it also, um, I don't know, some people are just stupid, just dumb as fuck, and if you're driving that fast, and then you slow down to a stop at a stoplight, guess what? It's bad for your brakes bad for your brake pads on your brake shoes, you fucking dumbass piece of shit. (laughs) And then every time people do it, I'm like, well, I'm not surprised you're driving that fucking car, you idiot. Or, well, I'm not surprised you're just a piece of shit who doesn't care about anyone but themselves. Dude, I saw, um, I saw a Tesla the other day with matte black paint. And I was like, oh yeah, assholes buy Teslas too. Of course. Just because you're rich doesn't mean that you're cool or, like, uh, <laughs> it, it, it looks so stupid. It looks so fucking stupid. Like, Teslas look shiny because, I don't know, shiny cars look cool and then it's clean and it's shiny and nice. And then this motherfucker had matte black paint. And I was like, oh yeah, you are a dumb fuck. A dumb fuck piece of shit idiot who likes things that look ugly, like matte black paint. You guys know that matte paint looks like those old photos from the 80s and the 70s that we've moved past that. Ten years ago, maybe fifteen years ago, it was it was just like, oh, okay, our photos don't have to look like shit anymore. Let's just make them shiny and glossy. But this motherfucker had his Tesla with matte black paint, and like, or his or her, I don't fucking know. It was the windows were also tinted. Could you have guessed? Holy shit! Matte black paint. On this fucking Tesla. Stupid idiot. Also, Tesla is cool. For rich people. <clears throat> but if you're not rich as fuck, you're not going to be able to get a Tesla. It's a status symbol, and Elon Musk is like, oh, I'm saving the world! Well, you just shot a car into space. <laughs> what are your priorities? Where do your priorities lie? Um there's going to be a fucking hotel in space that's going to be for rich for the rich as fuck where you have to pay like 950 million maybe 95 million it's some ridiculous ass number where you're like oh that's not a real amount of money is it no one has that much money yeah some people do some people are rich as fuck like jeff bezos is like oh oh i'm going to i'm going to shoot I'm gonna shoot a rocket into space because... I don't know. I have all this money. What am I supposed to fucking do with it? Uh, maybe... Maybe help me solve homelessness. Maybe feed feed the poor. Maybe house the poor. Maybe fucking... (coughs) Feed your employees. Or pay them better. Or get, like... A bunch more bathrooms in there. Did you hear the thing about how... In... In one of the Amazon offices, there's one bathroom, and it's fucking far away from a lot of workers. And it's like, yeah, one bathroom. What are you doing? If you have many, many employees, why do you just have one fucking bathroom? And then you just bought a house that has like 12 or 25 bathrooms. And you're like, oh, cool, you really do care. (laughs) Money distorts people's views of reality. And when you get, I bet, I bet, when you get a taste of, like, a certain amount of wealth, there's no going back in your mind where it's like, poor people are poor, and I'm rich as fuck, and I don't care. And I'm sure a lot of rich people have just something that goes off in their mind where they're like, yeah, I earned this and I don't have to give a fuck about anyone else. I could just be rich the rest of my life and and then die. Which is stupid, because you can't take it with you. You could set your kids up for life like the Waltons did with Walmart, but then you raise a family of of um materialistic sycophants who only care about money and themselves and don't care about the world because they've never had to because they've been rich their entire lives. And you know, some people who are wealthy and have never had to worry about money slip through the cracks and are awesome and are funny as hell and I'm talking about Nick Kroll. Like, Nick Kroll has talked about how... He's never wanted for anything his whole life. Like, I guess his family is rich, and so he grew up, like, not really having any money woes. And then he started doing comedy and got paid doing comedy, and he's, like, rich from doing comedy. And so it's super interesting to think of, like, the different ways that your life can go when you get a lot of money, and, I mean, Nick Kroll made this, made Kroll show, he made this fucking great cartoon called Big Mouth, it's on Netflix, check it out, season two is coming out soon-ish, maybe, I'd say the fall, probably, um, but then, like, oh man, John Mulaney's new special just came out, Kid Gorgeous, I forgot to watch that, and Moshe Kasher and Natasha Leggero's special, the honeymoon special, I think, where, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to, and it's like, one person does a half hour, one person does a half hour, and then both are on stage, and they do a half hour. It sounds like a really cool special. The Squire Brothers just had a new special come out on Stars, S T A R Z, and then Hampton Yunt posted about it, and I tweeted underneath. I replied, hashtag S K L A R Z. B- because Squires on, on Stars, it just makes sense. They also have a special on um, Audible called Squires and Stripes where they went went around to different towns while they were doing stand up and they were like we want to try and personalize 10 minutes of our set to the town that we're performing in so they would go around and like ask people about like oh what's the what's the bar that everyone goes to here like what's the what's the um the fucking watering hole the like, there's a, any stories about that uh, grocery store? Like, really just getting down to the nitty-gritty. And they made a special about it, and Audible put it out. And the reason why I'm talking about all these other specials while I'm also talking about going on tour up to Bend and doing my tour, Duplex Comedy Suplex, the Lyme Disease Awareness Tour, is because you can do so many things with comedy you can do so many things with stand up there's myriad things that you can do yeah. and i'm i'm really i'm really glad that i started doing stand up when i did which was about 10 years ago <laughs> fuck it was <sighs> my original stand up is average at best like adequate and some of it is just super not funny and some of it's okay but I mean you know I built on it and I learned how to talk more and talk better at the crowd with the crowd instead of just uh, being up there with a microphone and just talking there's a there's so many different ways to do it, too. Like, any, if, if anyone out there is like, I think I might try stand-up. Like, go ahead. Fucking do it. But while you're doing it, try and be honest with what you're saying. Like, it doesn't have to be 100% stories from your life all the time. But try and make what you're talking about funny while it's also honest because if you can put yourself and your heart into your stand-up it's gonna show like really bright and then people will go holy shit that set was amazing as opposed to someone who like if you just do 100 percent um memorized stuff that's like just jokes, but jokes that you don't really care about. Like I'll give you I'll give you an example of someone who writes solid jokes and it's very personal. And so it comes off beautifully. Alan Strickland Williams, buddy of mine, he he had this set on Conan and I'd seen him work it out. Uh, at Meltdown, probably, probably at Meltdown Comics when it was still open, at the Meltdown with Jonah and Kumail, and, um, he was talking about how, how the sun, like, you know, daytime, the sun is a fucking nerd, <laughs> and how the moon is dope. <laughs> He's like, nighttime is so dope because sometimes the moon doesn't even show up. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, every day the sun is like, here I am. Here I am. Sometimes the moon doesn't even show up. (laughs) Oh, man. So good. Obviously, I butchered the joke. Like, I didn't say it with the acuity that he... he's got. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, stand up. If you're going to do it, try and make it honest. Try and make it something that only you could talk about the way you talk about it. And that way it'll come off as more sincere, and it'll sound better to everyone who's listening and yourself. And then you can be like really happy with what you're doing, and then it'll you'll shine and you'll fucking be like, "Whoa." This is really fun. But again, with the... um, The fluctuations of a career in comedy, it's fucking crazy. Like, do you you guys know who Pete Holmes is? Let's just say you do, because most people do. He used to write for Conan. And then he got his own show called The Pete Holmes Show. And it was a late show, and there was two seasons of it. And it was pretty good. Like, um, every night for his monologue, he would just start talking about something and then try and make it work. And there was cue cards and stuff, but he would deviate from them a lot. And he had, like, this weird set for the... Guests to sit at. Like, these high stools. These high, like, chair-back stools. But it was open, and it was like, there was no desk. It was just three chairs. And sometimes he'd have one person out at a time, sometimes two. And, uh, he'd do just, like, segments and bits and, like, whatever he wanted. One time he got in a ring with Ronda Rousey and she fucked him up <laughs> didn't she didn't like injure him but she made it clear that like yeah you can't challenge me i'm ronda rousey like i'm a fucking champion at fighting mm. i've never watched any of her fights but i just know that like she's bleh. I mean, from context, from living in the world, I know that she's on her shit, and that she is a great fighter. Damn. So, I don't know if you're hearing these cars in the background, but sometimes with all the traffic that happens on this road, um, the road is just small enough Where if there's two cars coming down at the same time, you're going to have to do that thing where you stop and then let the car pass you so that you can then continue on down the road. Because, fuck, this road is just small enough where it's a nuisance to drive around if there's another car on the road with you. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Um, oh yeah, so with those handy snacks that are the Oreos, with the dip it in the, dip it in the Oreo cream, I'm going to combine that with the bananas that I got. Probably just one banana tonight, but I've got the rest of my dinner planned out. I, I reheated, oh yeah, so the mac and cheese that I ate from the arcade um, that my buddy Ronnie got me, shout out to Ronnie Pascal, fucking amazing dude, Uh. he bought me dinner last night because he he bought dinner for himself as well, and he was, um, I got this mac and cheese, and I was only able to finish half of it, because again, the Lyme disease makes it hard to digest so I'm always the slowest eater, I take fucking forever, because my body is like, yo, if you eat this too fast, it's gonna get stuck, and then you're gonna, like, throw it up, or just, you're gonna burp like a shit ton, um, so I went to 7-Eleven earlier, and I got a big gulp, and I also put the leftovers, which was like half of the mac and cheese, in the microwave for a minute and a half. And it was perfect. And I brought it back to this parking spot where I'm at right now. And I ate it while I watched Fear the Walking Dead, the latest episode. Holy fucking shit. If you've not seen Fear the Walking Dead, I really, I highly recommend it. The Walking Dead, the regular original one, I don't love it as much as Fear the Walking Dead. I don't know if it's the writing or the... I mean, the angles in the cinematography are really good in Fear the Walking Dead, but also the feeling of dread is so much more intense in Fear the Walking Dead than The Walking Dead. Because in The Walking Dead, I can kind of just suss out what's going to happen, I can know who's going to make it, who's not, and, um, it surprises me less, but Fear the Walking Dead, holy fucking shit, really good show, Mm. um, let's see, oh, I checked out the pilot for LA to Vegas, because Ronnie was like, "Dude, you gotta watch it," and I got like eight minutes into it, and I was like, "All right," <laughs> it just didn't, it just didn't draw me in like I like I thought it might. <clears throat> but then also, I I had been avoiding it since it came out, not actively, like not like it was on TV and I wasn't watching it, because who has TV anymore? A and B you gotta watch it on the app, or you're gonna miss it, and then, or you can watch it on Hulu, and, um, Hulu does this thing now where it's like, um, you can't, I don't know if it lets you cancel your subscription, or if it's just like, you can do your trial, and you can get a good deal, like, right now it's six bucks a month for for the one that I've got and and I put it on hold for like four months because for the past fucking six months I've been homeless aka roofless and I can't afford that shit. And once like it wasn't on my calendar, which it totally should have been, but four months later, Hulu stepped in and was like, Charge And I went, Oh, fuck you And so, it's, like, it's active for the next month until the next charge were to come up. But I already put it on hold again for another four months. And, um... So once the... Once it's about to charge again, it's gonna go into hold mode. Anyway, that was a long-winded way of saying... Um... long-winded way of saying that you can watch like every episode of every fucking show if you have Hulu (laughs) especially if it's within the season that you're watching and so I went and watched the pilot and yeah it just didn't just didn't uh, pull me in I bet you a show Like, one show that I want to catch up on, two shows, actually, and both star Kristen Shaw, Bob's Burgers, and Last Man on Earth. Last Man on Earth is so good. And it'll take you by surprise. And then, like, it gets really dark and really heavy, too. It's such an anomaly where... This show gets wacky as fuck, off the wall, but then it also gets scary and, like, crazy and sad. <coughs> Bob's Burgers is just fucking amazing cartoon. <coughs> Archer is another show that I want to catch up on. There are common links in all of these shows. Kristen Shaw to... From Last Man on Earth to Bob's Burgers, Kristen Sean, John Benjamin, H. John Benjamin, in Bob's Burgers, H. John Benjamin, in Archer. <laughs> There's this game, um, and it's kind of like, I think it's used to just be called Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon, and what you would do is you would go, all right, I'm going to name a movie, or no, no, you go, okay, Kevin Bacon to Samuel L. Jackson. And then you have to go, okay, well, (sighs) Kevin Bacon was in Stir of Echoes with Charlize Theron. Oh no, not Stir of Echoes, fuck, what movie am I thinking of? The one where he kidnaps her. Whatever the fuck that movie's called. Trapped. (laughs) That movie with Charlize Theron. You have to, like, know the movie, too. You can't just be like, oh, that movie, that fucking movie. I don't know. Bleh. Um, I think you can get help, though. Because if you know the movie, then you're like, I'm making the connection. Just fucking give it to me. Bleh. And then Charlize Theron was in um, da- uh, Down in the Valley? A Day in the Valley? something like that, with Edward Norton. Edward Norton was in blah 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 with... And you try and get it within seven connections. So the modified version of that game is you just take two actors from any movie to any movie and connect them in the least amount of connections possible. Blah. And, I mean, there could be a TV version now, because holy fucking shit. Blah. I'll give you an example. Frankie Muniz to Aaron Paul. Frankie Muniz was in Malcolm in the Middle with Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston was in Breaking Bad with Aaron Paul. Boom. Two connections. Easy. <sighs> but I had already set it up. Um, it's just hit an hour... On the timing of the podcast. My phone just hit 100% charge. That's awesome. Doesn't happen a lot. Um. I think I'm going to end it here. Uh. Because, you know, you don't want to listen to me talk all day. But also. Please check out my Twitter. My personal Twitter is Dougathan. D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N. The show's Twitter for You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp is Yamatat, Y-A-M-A-T-A-T. I've got Doug's Nugs, D-O-U-G-S, N-U-G-S, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, let's see. Go to Yamatat.com, Y-A-M-A-T-A-T.com. That's my website. Where I uh, upload the podcast to every week. Holy shit. Sleeping in the car tent is fucking crazy, dude. Like, people talk... People talk about the car as they go by. And I'm like, fucking hear you. <laughs> but really, I don't say anything because I'm, like, trying to keep a low profile. If if I was, like, making noise and like, playing music and having my dome light on all the time, people would probably be more pissed than if they just thought it was a car with a car cover over it. In some of the areas that I usually park, Blah. people see it, and they're probably like, oh, this guy's back. And I bet most people who have seen my car in their neighborhood are like, well, he's sleeping in there, but what can we do? Like, It's not like he's bothering anyone. Blah. It's not like he's fucking, I don't know, making... Making a lot of noise. Again, like I said, like if I was being loud in here, it was like 2 in the morning, people would call the cops on this car so fast, I bet. Fucking police. Fuck the police. <clears throat> Every time I hear about the police murdering someone, and it's like they had their cell phone up to their face, or they were holding a pipe, or just some crazy ass excuse and then the cops don't get in trouble i'm like cool broken system fucking great (laughs) so in summation we're coming around the bend right now (laughs) around the bend yeah i'll call this episode around the bend because i'm working my way back to talking about the tour going up to Bend, Oregon, and hopefully much more. If you're in Portland or Seattle, too, talk about me and maybe I'll come to you and do stand-up on Duplex Comedy Suplex, Lyme Disease Awareness Tour. It's not very complex. Yeah, it's pretty simple. And I am too, but I got a lot to fucking do. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, I'm gonna end it there. Um Yamitat.com. You check out my blog. You can go to you can find my blog at Yamitat.com slash blog or you can go straight there to MOQ dot that's MockboyMedia.WordPress.com. And I've been just doing a lot of writing, sometimes daily, sometimes every couple days. But I I have a lot on my mind, and I have a lot to talk about. So I'll talk about it on here, on You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp, and Around the Bend. I'll talk about it on my blog. I'll talk about it on Twitter. Oof. Which... Okay. So again, thanks for listening. This has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and Around the Bend. And hopefully, maybe you could see me on tour maybe you could see me on tour i gotta put those shows on may 25th and 26th on my show calendar so we can pick up sticks yeah fucking sticks and sticks all right okay later everybody keep listening tell two people about it rate it rate it on itunes rate it on whatever you're listening to it on whatever platform try and find it on iTunes and rate it five stars, give a review, something like, help this guy get some work, go see him do stand-up on his tour, Duplex Comedy Suplex, the Lyme Disease Awareness Tour. Bleh. Check out his art at dougathan.deviantart.com Check out his music at reallygladyoucame.bandcamp.com. And, you know, check out my stuff. Hopefully you like it. All right, later everybody.